You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is it. We've, we've, we've never done this before. We were always playing too nice. And I wasn't sure that we would always agree before, but I knew that we would this year, so I pitched you guys this. We're doing an award this year. We've decided that we're going to pick the best brewery of 2021. Drum roll, please. Um, who is the top brewery? Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Talent Media, and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a glorious week so far. I most certainly have been, because today is Heavy Montreal presents Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal. That's right, the first edition of a true metal and beer festival happening in my hometown of Montreal at Corona Theatre is tonight. I am so, so excited. Performing tonight is my band Cryptopsy alongside my friends in The Agonist, The Great Sabatini, Necrotic Mutation, and Burning the Oppressor. All night long, you'll be able to enjoy amazing beers from some of Quebec's best breweries, such as BG, Brasserie Urbaine, Massorum Brassatorium, Brasserie du Bas Canada, Sir John Brewing Company, Cinquième Baron, and Brassard de Montréal. I am so looking forward to standing on stage tonight, looking out at an amazing crowd full of wonderful humans enjoying life, metal, and craft beer all together. I am just so damn excited. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. More than that, I'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that's just an uber beer geek, well, make sure to tell them that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 300 episodes for them to discover where I hang out with fellow metal musicians and we talk all about craft beer. So if you would encourage one of your friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now today's episode is a bit of an annual tradition that started three years ago. This is the top 10 Quebec breweries of 2021 episode with my friends Craig Thorne of the BAOS podcast and Noah Forrest of Beerism.ca. Get ready everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 316. I warn you what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Here we are again. Uh, for me and Craig, it's the third year in a row that we team up uh, to hash out the top 10 Quebec breweries. Last year, Noah joined us. Uh, very exciting. Another amazing year in the province of Quebec. Uh, for the microbrew scene, I really believe that the pandemic has forced Quebec brewers to really push themselves because they couldn't get anything from anywhere else coming the way they used to. It was so easy just to bob down into the States to pick up some stuff. But now they had no choice but to make it themselves. And, and it shows. And uh, it was cool. And it, we, we, as we always do this, we threw our lists together, right? This is my list. This is your list. And then we see our lists. And it was pretty fucking similar this year. This was the first time that it had been. Yeah, it was really easy. Like eight out of 10 was the same. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. I think like, we, uh, we did great. Basically, I think we, we didn't even have to make any decisions because no. we had so many things in common that all 10 were accounted for that we at least all put, I think, two votes for <clears> between <throat> the three of us. So that's pretty impressive. Six, or five. we're just uh, yeah. not different enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Maybe we, we need a wild card. We've got to fight into fourth. Ooh. It's kind of like... Maybe PR or something know. next year. Yeah. I actually thought about that. 
That could be interesting. I to was see what, uh, money. I was thinking about that too. <clears throat> literally, wow. that great minds, right? Like, hey, if we can make this yeah. bigger and bigger, like I started with just me and Matt, and then you know we grew it now a bit more with you Noah. So now it's like if we get PR, I think that could be a fun one for for next year. So let's holler at him for that. So essentially, what we're going to do if people have seen this before or, or listened to it on Vox and Hobbs or read about it on Beerism, basically we're going to run through our top ten uh, breweries out of Quebec now. Just to clarify, they're literally in no order at all. Initially, Noah very handily put them in alphabetical order. However, the order that we're going to drink some beers from these breweries didn't really fit with the alphabet because we'd be drinking a stout before a pilsner and blah, 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 and it would be a mess. So we kind of reordered them so that we could comfortably, you know, pour, pour a new beer each time. So the very first brewery, I guess I shall introduce them, on our top 10 of Quebec, top 10 breweries in Quebec in 2021 is Kanawaki Brewery in Kanawaki, Quebec with Drew. And I believe it's, uh, it's Chelsea, the head brewer is her name, I believe. Amanda. I apologize. Um, I've heard she is lovely. I've spoken to her very briefly um, on FaceTime, but she seems hella cool. We are drinking uh, a brand new beer from their exploration series called, called Che Caso, an Italian pilsner, 5%. Have any of you boys uh, had this before? I definitely have not. Oh yeah, we'll do a photo bit. Um, I'm super keen. I know that um, Drew is serious with his crispies. Um, ooh, oof, this looks great. I fucking I, I have not had this. No, I have not had this either. This beer is fantastic. Um, well made. The feel is really smooth. on style. Really smooth. Um, Hella crisp, great cereal vibes, um, mild grassiness in there. Um, man, tell us why. Like, uh, Kanawaki, I feel like, were they on our top 10 last year? I think they were. Definitely I, on somebody's or at least two people's. And if they weren't on the final, sure. then maybe we had them on our ones to watch for this year. But I really feel like Kanawaki have, like, you know, mm-hmm. really come into their own. They introduced smoothies this year. They've been doing, um, I feel like a lot more crispies, which I don't think they were doing that as heavily last year, um, which has been really great. Obviously, the uh, the Cryptopsy collab, which is phenomenal. Hell yes, they did a bunch of they did a nice uh, they did a bunch of other collabs that, uh, in the crispy world. That obviously the Yaramir Lager is is hella popular. Such a great beer. Um, you know, the the Haze series, the Monster series, is being exceptional and very consistent. Um, I haven't had a smoothie, but funnily enough, I have a smoothie collab coming with them uh, either this year or early next year. We're not sure. Right? I'm excited to, to try it. Tell me what you guys think. Why did you love Kanawaki this year? Um, I just checked our list from last year, and they were an honorable mention, mm. which is uh, surprising to me because I love them to death. Uh, first off, Drew is uh, just one of the coolest fucking humans in the beer industry. Uh, I love him. You know, primarily because he's a metalhead, but also because he's super funny and uh, makes killer, killer beer. Uh, finding Amanda to come in and to uh, really round out the team has been really, really good for him. Uh, they make killer, killer beers all across the styles, which is something that I think is going to be resonating a lot uh, throughout our list this year, is that they're well-rounded breweries. It's not breweries that are just standing on just one style of beer, and Kanawaki has proved that. Uh, they made the best beer at Montreal's Beer Garden, hands down. It was like a mango, weird barrel-aged 
I can't quite remember, but it was freaking delicious. It was the best beer at, at that beer garden. I just remember being blown away by it. And uh, I'm excited to see what he what he's got coming up next. I feel like the sky is the limit for him. I feel like uh, Kanawaki's a little bit underrated because of the fact that they're just on the territory and they can't distribute. Uh, here's hoping that in 2022 they can start distributing and... Uh, you know, start making a mark across Quebec uh, much more heavily, and I think that will have a massive impact on them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 had a number of beers from Kanawake, and I, you've seen an evolution over the years. But Drew's always been um, a really good brewer. He was the president of the Montrealers, yes. I think, right? If I'm not Correct. mistaken. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and he did that. So, like, he, he was obviously a a talented home brewer and even beyond and then he opens this spot and, and like i think what i like about him is he's uh he's humble uh, um in that like i've been there and he'd be like ah oh, we shouldn't we shouldn't even have sold that that wasn't good let's take take that off the lines you know like he, he, he's pragmatic about it he's not like everything i do is great you know or whatever like he's he he knows when he's um needs work on something or whatever and so Minotaur, I think, was one of the first that I had in a growler. And that fucking <clears throat> beer was like... Money, eh? Yeah, it was like the best New England I think I'd had in a long time. And then then they started canning. And I know like the first batch was a bit... <clears throat> if uh, I remember the first batch of Beast I wasn't a huge fan of in cans. But then when I had it again, it was just like so on point. It was, it was fantastic. So like his... His haze thing is uh, is great, um, like you said. I think part of it is definitely the, you know, them not distributing. But then you also have places like Misorum that, like, purposely don't, and they're that's that's location though. You can you can get to it. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It's yeah. easy to get it's to four minutes, four minutes from my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, m- massive cheers! Congrats to Jason hey, Kadalaki. Kill them. Hell yes! So good. Also, Drew is team lactose. <laughs> Not that we care about that anymore, but you know the vibes. Keep, keep your eyes out for, for something wacky coming from the three of us and him, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Mike Beerbrit as well is involved in that collab, which is ridiculous. And even the one that think, I'm doing with him is ridiculous. Wasn't person, too? <sighs> they might have Nathan, been. Nathan in that? Was he? I think he might be. Yeah, I can't even, because we've been talking about it for damn near. Actually, do you know what it was based on? The predictions from the Beerism blog for 2021. Do you remember? It was that article, which means it was like a year ago. So we've been fucking around with this idea for a year. (laughs) (laughs) And he brought it back up like last week. Yes. It's been it's been brewing. It's I, I gotta admit, I never thought it would actually happen. But that would, he's like he's on it. All right, I never doubt him. He was a part of Brutal North America, um, made a amazing beer for Cryptopsy. Uh, Aside from the crisp <clears throat> Topsy he makes regularly, he made a Cold Haze, Warm Blood, uh, the Double New England. Yes, Double New England with freaking blood orange in it. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was very dangerous. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that was fun really night. Yeah, man, love it. Should we shall move on because I feel like we could yap about all yep. number two. Yeah. yeah, number two. We're gonna let Noah introduce this one. So this brewery is probably, I arguably, the most popular brewery in the province. I would say. I, I don't know, <laughs> or at least in terms of like notoriety. Uh, so that's that's Brasilia Book Canada um, wow. out in Gatineau. So Gab and Mark Andre. They. Mark-a. 
they they've been doing what they continue to do. They're all, they're in the process of expanding in this giant facility that I had a chance to go visit a couple of weeks ago. It's huge. Um, they're gonna have a tasting room, and you're gonna probably. I'm I'm assuming like like a pretty decent barrel room is gonna happen. Um, they're starting to do smoothies this year, and they're good, but yeah. they're not really canning them much. Only a couple of times, I think. Um, but yeah, they've kind of just been honing in on what they do and what they do best because it works and it's what people want and they're expanding. So it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how they scale up because that, that facility is gigantic. Um, and like, I don't know what that will mean. Are we going to see, well, I assume that what that ends up meaning is that we see, um, hypa on, on the shelves at most of our beer depths and, uh, you know, maybe like lost tabernacles or some other. Um, stuff like that, and then it probably also means they can scale up the stouts, which are like their most popular beers. Um, so yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I think they have continued to do what they do and do it well. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna say totally that an interesting fun fact here is last year. I don't believe Matt and I had Bar Canada on either of our lists, and it wasn't from them not being the fucking goats in this, the OGs. Because you couldn't try them. Because we couldn't get them. Now, this year, I just checked, and we all had them on there. This year, I had more Bar Canada than ever. I think we had them on the pod this year. We did the Link Up mm-hmm. year with them as well. They participated in that. Um, and uh, it was really, it was a treat this year to really drink as much as I got, which wasn't as much as maybe what you would get, Noah, but, you know, more than, much more than usual. And it, it's just A1. Like, I love that, you know, if I had one of the first smoothies as well, and I was very impressed. Of course, the haze continues to be exceptional. Obviously, the stouts and just, you know, whatever they're doing is uh, is top of the game. And it's exciting to know that it's about to be a lot easier to get it all. Hopefully, it's going to be a lot easier mm-hmm. to get it. And they're able to distribute maybe, you know, a little bit more aggressively throughout the province. Totally agree. I think that, uh, you know, they had to be on this list. They they make some of the best beer easily in the province. Uh, best big stouts, for sure. Uh, super stoked to have them as a part of Brutal Montreal, one of the breweries that will be offering a brew there. Um, I am excited for the expansion to see how they handle that, how to make it bigger uh, keep the recipes consistent get the beers around hypothetically even get some kegs into some bars that would be super sick too you know just i mean i'm excited to see how the beer geek population accepts the fact that it's more accessible i'm I'm interested to see how that goes will it be that the mad the mad hype for the hype when it comes out if it's there all the time I'm curious to see how that affects and how they mentally have prepared themselves for that. And I also, with the new facility, am curious if they're going to start making Belgian beers because that's when they started the brewery. That's what they wanted to brew. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Going to be interesting. I remember um, telling us that. During the pod, yes, I remember that too. The interest, I'm trying to, as you were saying that, Matt, I was trying to think of another example of a brewery who had gone from hype to, you know, expanding. And I couldn't think of one. The closest was Bellwoods when they had opened Hafus and now so many of their beers mm. at the LCBO. But they kind of. What about like Hetty? Hetty is a great mm. one because I guess once they opened the Stowe location, they were still getting lineups initially. And then it kind of just, I don't think you'd ever have to line up for an Alchemist beer at all. No. 
2021 or whatever. Closest things that comes to mind in Quebec is a big brewery that did it is uh, Boreal. Uh, Boreal's Nord-Est. When that first dropped, everyone wanted it. They lined up for it. They hunted for it. Uh, You know, Gabriel Zulong basically changed the, the the game here a few years back by dropping that beer by a big company but still really solid um and then it's available everywhere and then i go to certain stores and you pick up the can and it's dead when as when it dropped it wasn't like that so anyways just just curious yeah gonna be interesting yeah so bar canada well well deserved yet again Time for number three, Maddie. I'll take the lead. Yeah, I was at their eighth anniversary back in October. BG Brasseur Ben. They switched their name this year. Um, they are just killing it. They're they're one of those breweries that can brew everything and anything. Uh, Max is a fantastic brewer. They were most definitely on our list last year, and they deserve to be there again this year. Yeah. Um, so exciting to see a brewery do so well in every style and i think that's just as a musician to to look at it like that it's like scary to see how talented someone can be you know someone that can sing someone that can play drums it's almost like he can play every instrument he's the perfect musician perfect bandmate and i feel like bg has accomplished that whether it be with their loggers with their their big freaking stouts which were just incredible this year all the stuff that dropped at that um, the release there in october all of those franklin stouts uh the big uh, collabs that they did with uh, nano cinco just just killing it just so damn good I, I can't say enough good things uh pitch them a crazy idea that's going to be coming out soon including uh these two wonderful humans with me here tonight uh something important in the craft beer industry including a, a fourth content creator a female content creator uh i think it's i'm, I'm super excited for it so yeah i i can't praise them enough i think they're so damn cool and they're also a part of brutal montreal because i love them that much yeah, I mean, they they contacted me about a year and a half, like just after COVID started. Max met, uh, messaged me, sent me this long message about how he, you know, he likes what I do. If you, if I could say, if he could send me stuff, and on to be perfectly honest, I was kind of like, all right, whatever. But I really, I wasn't a fan previously. Really, I had one or two things that were fine, and other things that weren't. Um, but everything he sent me like was on point and good from the the barrel aged stout to um the ipas to whatever and i wasn't expecting that i was expecting like mediocrity and i got like 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 a really really good set of beers um and then it's just gotten better i think to your point like the the stouts have been good to oh i'd say that they've ranged from okay to spectacular and now they're like they're really at a point now like that last the, the barrel aged pastry, it was oh it? lazy Mary, Mary, lazy, lazy Mary. Mary. That was yeah. easily yeah. Buck Canada level, Masorum level when they nailed it. It was all it, it was, if not better, it was really something. Um, but what what really has like kind of floored me is uh, the barrel aged sours that they're doing, like they're oh um, um, special. Was, I think last year it was like my favorite beer of the year, pretty what much. What was it called again? It was uh, Calculon. Calculon. That was fucking good. Um, it was Jeez. a gin barrel aged sour, and then this year they've dropped a raspberry, a cherry, and then this like cherry raspberry blend, and then like the so branding's good, yeah. on oh, point yeah. too. Like, yeah, massive shout out to Ramay. Yeah, Ramay I was shooting it earlier. Killer. 
and it's like basically like someone with a raspberry head and someone with a cherry head and one of them one of the fruits is behind the other one and it's like this scene from ghost and -hmm. it's like elegant but absurd and hilarious at the same time like the their their branding is is a one now sorry Go on, Craig, before no, no, no. I think this podcast is going to be three It'll be too long. long. I'll keep it short. I recall, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because when I went to Quebec City last year with the tourism office, I was asking you and who I should hit up because I'm not super familiar. And you were like, yo, Brasserie General is killing it. So I hit him up, hung out with Max and Sam, um, and I was floored as well, everything. I'd seen their stuff in the past. It was a lot of wheat ales and pretty, you know, run-of-the-mill stuff. And all, it's like they just decided to be fire. And they just started releasing this incredible haze. Um, they had like a nut brown fucking uh, ale with coffee from Nectar, who's in the Limalu neighborhood. I went to the pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't go to the, the big one. But um, just impeccable. I actually had Lazy Mary, the OG, last week. I didn't realize I hang on to a bundle of Double Dip and Lazy Mary, and you're not supposed to do that with pastry stouts, which was a new move on my part. I had the the barrel aged whenever that dropped, but I was so impressed. Even however old it was, maybe close to a year. I know you're not supposed to, but it was just so good, man. I, everything you guys said, they deserve it from the branding to being you know incredible at everything they touch. So. I imagine they're not going anywhere on this list for 2022. You don't actually have to worry too much about aging pastries. You you want to age them. You don't want to age them because you don't want to lose the like aromatic, the adjuncts. Like if it's got like macadamia macadamia nuts in it or something, if you age it a year, you're barely going to taste them. Or when it's fresh, it's like crazy intense. But the beer itself is still like a 10% sweet stout. You get a couple of years out of that without it tasting off. It just won't be okay. as maybe as intended. Gotcha. I In made sure opinion, I, I humble. Well, I made sure I crushed them. Thank you. As soon as I could, because I read the bottle and I was like, "Oh fuck, you idiot!" So I found it, and uh, you know, this is the problem of beer media idiots like us that. Yeah. You put something in a box and you forget it exists. You know the vibes. So, well, I'm noticing that now, especially in an apartment, because I have like beer tucked away in corners of my closet, and I'm like, I don't know what's in there. <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting. I do think that it's interesting that they, you know, on their, it's taken them. They've been alive for eight years, and it's never too late to reinvigorate yourself. So, big fact. I think big that's facts. commendable because they changed from being basically grocery store beer to hype beer in the past two, three years, and I think that's very commendable. Yeah, could not agree more. With that in mind... We're swapping beers. We're swapping beers, and uh, this one's perfect. I I believe I'm going to kick this one off. Looks like we've had a nice little, you know, one, one, one. So this brewery um, is is quite special to all of us. They uh, came on the scene last year. I think they were actually in our top ten as well when they were brand spanking new. Um once again very well deserved this year obviously they're just you know going from strength to strength if it was even possible to get any better Elma Quebec's Sankian Baron just a uh, exceptional brewery and we're going to be drinking their Monsieur Pignon a 7% New England IPA uh, I probably have to check untapped for the hops but uh, whoa so there look just with uh, I would say Matt what you said about um, Brasser General um, is equally equivalent or applicable to Sankiem as far as it doesn't matter what they touch, whatever style they make, whatever they do, 
it's some of the best in the game. Um, from their barley wines to their crispies to their haze, their stouts, that mouthfeel on their stouts, we could probably have a whole podcast just talking about that. It's it, they're just. I, I'm I'm going to shut up because I could really go on about these guys forever. And obviously, you know, the team knowing you can talk about the couple collabs you've done with them. I mean, I'm in a partnership yep. with them for a uh, non-profit called Link Up. Um, you know, so Jacob's a good mate, and obviously Chris, a fellow uh, uh, beer media individual. We you know we talk with him every day, and he works out of there. So you know, we're all close with the team, and they're just they're the fucking best. So cheers to Sankiem, and uh, yeah. want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, it's probably the brewery on this list that I'm uh, very hyped up on to that I haven't worked with. Uh, I think that they're they're just phenomenal. Yes. Uh, I'm very very lucky to have been associated with La Canette. Uh, Kevin was one of the first people to really start getting a lot of their beer drops here in Montreal. And him being a good store clerk, he would uh, encourage me, and a good friend, encourage me to try these beers. And I'm happy that he did because every single one of them has just been killer. Just exciting. Love their stouts. Their big stouts are just phenomenal. I can't get enough of them. Uh, I'm excited to see where they take this uh, because so far, I think they're underappreciated probably the most on this list. Love them. Noah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, like... Craig, I, I think the thing that they have going for them the most is that they they do uh, everything very well, um, and that and that's such like a simple thing to say, but it actually means a lot in that they they manage to take most styles and and, and subtly amp them up in certain ways that mm. like complement what that style is. Like I find their their stouts just have a little bit more body than than others do. Um, and and like they have a whole line of West Coast IPAs that are just killer. Their New England stuff oh, is yeah. solid. Um, yeah, I did two collabs with them this year. Uh, and oh, sorry, was it no? One was last year. One was this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're just I, there's only so much to say, but they totally deserve to be on this list. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just to confirm, this beer has Nelson Sylvain Mosaic and Mosaic Spectrum hops. Um, it's, just, it's just like a burst of tropical fruits, citrusy. Yeah. Um, the white grape, obviously from the uh, from the Nelson. It's chalky, which I love. It's, uh, their, their haze is just a one. I feel like this is their money zone. They they're impeccable at all of them, but like mixtape series, it's like six five, and this you know between the six and seven mark, which is my personal favorite for IPAs. Anyway, I just feel like they just whew, so much flavor. Even their pale ales coming in at five 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 are like disgusting love it mad mad cheers to the gang second battle yeah, yeah. next yeah uh, a brewery that i was very stoked to have teamed up with last year uh for two collabs uh one of them which uh i'm very very proud of uh probably their most adventurous most uh, out of the box brew that they have made uh two words brutal juice just love it <sighs> to death just can't can't love it enough uh obviously i'm talking about brewski um very exciting brewery i cannot love their brewer enough uh i released 22 beers last week of june for brutal north america and sadly the one beer that didn't make it Derek, their brewer was fighting it for months and months in a fermenter trying to make this beer a reality and it did it he did it not pass his his high level of standards and i love that 
So he pulled it, pulled the project, and uh, they have the cans sitting there. So they're sitting there, these cans, and he still didn't do it. He put it on a tap and called it Project Something Something and slowly sold it that way. But it, it wasn't good enough for him, and I love him. I think that he's just the most creative brewer that I've ever had the pleasure of having conversation with. I could go into that brew room and hours disappear, and I just sit there like a little schoolgirl basking in his knowledge of craft beer <laughs> plus he was a metalhead for a time too i love it i can't love him enough uh brewski yeah i i agree man uh, derek is such a champion he's uh, aside from you guys like he as far as the guests he's the most appeared guest on bos he's uh been on four times i think now uh loving he participated in link up he was the first to reach out to give us the money he i just like his his ethos his ethics um the everything he does is phenomenal he changed the game with the smoothie sours uh in quebec and arguably in canada because i don't think anywhere else was doing them before brewski uh you could probably argue maybe masorum but i'm fairly sure it's brewski either way they were one of the pioneers um you know their ipas are fire their stouts are fire they also have that uh, the same thing as as bg and uh um and uh Saint-Kiem, as far as like whatever they touch is killer they do a lot of for their tap list because they're an old port you know run of the mill what do you call it like color wheel beers ambers and wheats and blah 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 i haven't had those beers in some time but i imagine they are uh fucking money for for something that probably none of us would be super interested in so if you're coming to montreal and you're in old port at least you've got firecraft beer and even if you're not a real beer nerd you've got something for your palate so i appreciate them across the board branding's consistent the branding has gotten way better this year, I will say that, because that yeah. was my one critique last year. That yes. I didn't like their branding. It yeah. felt a little bit, it was lacking, and this year they stepped up the game. I do have to say that. It's darker now. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's it's the same kind of vibe, but it's almost like it, it went in a slightly different direction, like a little like darker. Moody. Yeah, darker moody. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way of describing it. But yeah, for me... Um, the, you know, like I feel like 2020 was really their year in terms of like I think that's when they started doing um, the bird juices and they started canning in 2020 I think right if I'm not mistaken yes correct oh well hang on yeah, I think so, they actually canned the year before I think leading in, leading into the pandemic but I think that they did really well throughout the pandemic yes by canning and surviving that way obviously but also brewing very exciting beers that beer geeks would go there on Thursdays to pick up. And a good thing about them and they figured it out was how to make enough beer, not too much beer and everyone, you wouldn't have to line up for it the way that other breweries on our list, you'd have to. And the beer was just as good. And I think that that was the key of success for them. I mean, I feel like, like we could, we could have nine podcasts just talking about hype and what that means and, and whatever, <laughs> yeah. because like it, to me, I haven't had um, no. I've had you know, and I've had a ton of Brewski IPAs, and I and I live four minutes from Masorum. We're going to talk about Masorum. Um, Spoiler. And sorry, damn it. <laughs> Edit this part out, guys. <laughs> um, it's already gone. But like, I I find them comparable. I find what Volcano does, what Masorum does, what Brewski does. And maybe one or two others in Quebec um, are in the same spectrum, because um, uh, and and that's huge, right? Because like brewing solid New Englands is like what people like us want, um, 
and they do it well. Um, and then obviously the their their smoothie thing has always been great. Like they've never had canning issues. They're not on the you know no one talks about brewski cans exploding, right? It's all about the... That's true. That's true. The cans or whatever. Like, Derek managed to, like, figure that that formula out well, and those smoothies are great. Um, and then their stouts are, are pretty good. They really did went full pastry. Um, I'd love... You know what I would love to see from them is to tackle, like, uh, just like, a, like an Imperial Stout. Mm. Or mm-hmm. if you're stout with coffee, or it's like a barrel aged, um, like bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah, or a bourbon barrel aged stout. <clears throat> yeah, they brought in some barrels. I think the the big key issue with with that for them is that they have this killer location downtown, which also means that space yeah. is mm, yeah, extremely expensive and and limited. Although they are expanding, so so maybe that's exactly where that is headed. Interesting. Segueing into. Into what you already spoiled. Wow. Your neighbors. The whole podcast. Tell them no. Do you guys want me to go? <laughs> no. Never. Actually, can, can you continue from Masora? <laughs> Just call right. Stay on. Jump in the car. You can talk about him on the way there. Tell right, us about him. The next one on the list is uh, Masorum, um, which I am, you know, have become a hipster fanboy of, of them since moving to, back to the city. Um, it's where we no, I, I, <laughs> yeah, um, it's really close to me now. So I've had the luxury of being able to go over and I, I must have had everything that they've done in the last like month and a half. Um, at least in terms of just hops, like I don't bother trying to do their releases because the whole thing is absurd. Um, not, I don't find they're absurd. I find their fandom absurd in that, like. I, I won't be able to go and just order what they're releasing for their like 12 days of Christmas because it's just going to be a shit show. No matter what they release, even if it's not any better than like the shit that you can go down the street and get, like it's going to sell out in like seconds because it's Misorum. And I'm like, I love Misorum, but like I don't, they're not 300 times better than somebody else, you know? They're maybe slightly or maybe less, as you know? So it's just like a whole weird thing. But, um, everything that I have is always solid, man. They have like everyone criticizes them because they think like oh they're brewing all the same IPA over and over and over, and they're really not. Like they're all really different, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that. And some of them I like more than others, and like they they play with different hot profiles. I have I had um an IPA with some experimental hop and um what's that New World German hop Bavaria. Mandarina Bavaria Man- yes. Mandarina I'm having deja vu because I think I was talking to you about you that. You were, yes, the other day. <laughs> like yesterday. Um, and so like that that hop is weird. And like I feel like at the beginning it gives like a kind of a candy thing, which is off-putting. But then you give it like a week and it um, it like changes a bit and mm. it becomes more interesting. So like as much as, yes, they are only more or less brewing New England's stouts, um, smoothies, and then they'll always have like one lager on. I've always loved what they do, um, and I think they're a pretty polarizing brewery. And I think that's because probably their marketing is so fucking genius that um, people latch onto it, and it's almost become like a phenomenon. It's definitely a phenomenon. People waited for seven hours in a line to get beer. In 2020, it's amazing. They camped out overnight. Anymore. It's unbelievable. I, I can't 
fathom doing that, but I, I definitely think that it's awesome that people love a brewery that much or love a product that much that they need to have it to that level of intensity. That was pretty common a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Uh, I've had more of their beer this year than last year. Um, I feel like it's it's they're 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 sticking to their course. Uh, they're the hype train. Uh, the branding is incredible. Filion is just amazing. I I can't imagine being in his head and having to deal with the pressure of coming up with some new art piece to match yeah. the beer every week. That is stressful. I'm stressed just thinking about that. And I had him on the podcast and I asked him about that and he definitely, it resonated with him that it, it is a struggle. Sometimes you sit down and there's just nothing that comes out. It's like writing a song, right? So brewers have tangible things to work with. They do have to come out with stuff. Right. But there's tangible things to work with. There's Luke from Yakima Chief Hops that's showing up with some new toys for them to play with. It's different than an artist that has to sit down to create something. I think they're the most exciting. I think that uh, they're metalheads. They they know how to um, play with with media, uh, play with hype. Uh, whether they intended to be that way or not, they are that way now, and they're definitely in that point. Uh, my bassist works there as a cook. Uh, I haven't eaten any of the food, but I've heard that it's just killer, amazing stuff. I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm, you know, we're friends. I've known them. I've toured the Canada with them. I'm impressed that they're this goddamn successful, and I'm proud of them. Very happy to have them at Brutal Montreal as well. Craig, go for it. Love it. Um, you guys really nailed it all. I, I probably had less Masorum this year than normal, actually, um, mm-hmm. just based on pandemic. You know, they're difficult to get to for me and if someone was I'll kind enough to year, no you actually hooked me up today you're a fucking gem that's how I got some more I have a bunch in my fridge now thanks to you know I appreciate it um, so whenever I have got them there just like you guys said I found them consistent I agree Noah that their IPAs are all very very different I think they went through a bit of a rough patch uh, I want to say last year where I felt like I had a bunch of stuff that just wasn't up to snuff but everything I've had this year mm-hmm. I probably had half a dozen also maybe a few more and uh very impressive. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into the. I'm obviously a fan of the smoothies. I want to try some more of their smoothies. I had them. I think I went there just before the pandemic last year. Like it was just like I always love going to Masorum. If someone came from out of town, like I'm taking you here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It's the sexiest place. It's so sexy. It's got like a sleek feel to it. Exactly. And if you're gonna be a nerd friend, it's it's like going to the states, like going to Brooklyn. It's like going to Vermont. You know, yeah. like. It's a, I just think what they're doing for the scene is really important. They, uh, fun fact as well, they had a thing which we've talked about. I don't know if it was on the podcast with them or here or whatever, but the, they were saying that, uh, you know, when they first started, a bunch of, you know, legacy brewers here were like, oh, you guys are going to fail. There's no way it's going to work. And one of those brewers, I'm going to call them out because there's a reason, was Dunham. And, um, they were pretty upset by that because obviously they respect Dunham very much. And then I heard this year they did a beer together called Bury the Hatchet which was oh, awesome. about amazing. realizing that, uh, you know, well, maybe they were right. And I thought that was pretty big of Dunham to be able to do that. Uh, look, guys, you know what? I was wrong. You showed me. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful. Uh, and, it, you know, that's a testament to their success and uh, what they continue to do. And whenever I speak to my Ontario friends, that's what they want. That's what they want to get. They want to get um, the storm and they want to get interested. My favorite Masorum story this year is the um, Zivision when Boreal dropped that beer and everyone was saying that it looked like Masorum's branding. 
and then and then Gabrielle Zilon called Filio on the phone, and Filio answered, and he couldn't believe that Gabriel was calling him, and then it ended up turning into that they released a beer together. Good, because That's of awesome. you know what I mean, and you know this. It's, I think it's just amazing. It's one of my favorite stories about Masorum this year. I heard about well, it. One thing that I, I can't speak to, and I'm guessing you guys can't speak to either, is I, I think I've only had one or maybe two of their their um, barrel-age sour program um, stuff. And I've heard it's, it's, it's quite good, which is kind of like a very – or a, a more respected – um, brewing process, right? So if they're nailing that, then um, they're clearly not just a bunch of jokers who are throwing hops at beer. <laughs> That's a great point. And I just got all the food. Last time I was there, and I've heard it's changed completely since, but they were building out that side room with uh, food mm-hmm. they brought up from American Solera. Thank you. Um, so, it. you know, they're, they're really doing some great stuff. Once again, well-deserved. I don't think you're going to find a top 10 list in Quebec. Without the Sora Brassatorium on there, so congrats again, guys. Yeah. Next beer. Wow, this is a uh, it's a lot. We're jumping. We're jumping. I, I'll do. I'll intro the next one. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Near and dear to my heart, the wonderful humans, uh, some of the best people in Quebec's uh, beer industry. Uh, I've released three collabs with them this year. Uh, there's more in the works. I, I just love them so god darn much. Of course, I'm talking about Overhop Canada. They just dropped this for my my three-year anniversary. I remember how many years I've been alive. Uh, the <laughs> double Vox and Overhops. It's the uh, the big sister big brother the amped up version of our original vox and overhops this is an 8.5 percent double new england ipa uh, i believe it has let me my brain remembers the vic secret galaxy and citra going on in this okay and what is that in uh what's that indifferent to the original was it the same or and Eni- vic secret enigma citra was the original okay there's so many hot names i don't so, remember any of that um matt how did uh how did you uh, double Vox and Overhops come about? Was it like you saying, hey, it would awesome, it'd be awesome to do a double, or were they like, hey, we want to amp up your beard, do you want to do a double version, or like, how did that go down? No, it was, it was definitely my idea, and my original idea, and I hope that we do in the future, was I wanted to drop both of them at the same time. Ooh. I wanted to drop 
Vox and Overhops and double Vox and Overhops at the same time to have uh, an experience for beer enthusiasts where you can A, B, and see where the actual subtleties. And it'd be actually even more interesting if the hop profiles actually stayed the same exactly from one to the other and the only thing that was changing was the amount of i guess oats that they're using or whatever to to amp up the the abv but this is a dangerously boozy right my i remember the first time i tasted it, i was like oh shit that's boozy but then the more i kept drinking it it just sort of dissipated into the tropical fruity notes going on there um i love them uh the artwork yet again uh their dude uh Walter just just kills it it's like a reimagining, changing the colors a little bit of the original version of it. I love it. I love uh, them. I love Overhop. I love uh, their creativity. I love their openness when it comes to uh, participating in any projects I throw at them, whether it's wild or it's crazy or if it's just an easy thing as reimagining a beer together. Um, Patty, Tatiana, love them to death. Just so, so Ricardo. They're just the best, best people in the Quebec uh, craft beer scene last year we uh, said that they do big things this year and they absolutely did because they had just gotten their their production facility and they've done it and i'm excited to see what comes up next uh, craig you dropped a collab with them this year too i did i did uh beer called hello montreal um it was an honor i have known these great. guys for about three yeah the beer came out perfect they even i asked them to do something like trillium they even had a friend in boston ship them up some trillium because i hadn't tried it and they really nailed it i was uh, okay. extremely proud even the artwork, I'm just looking up at the can there. It's got the um, mm-hmm. the colorful uh, windows nice. from the uh, um, Palais de Congrès in Montreal, which is where we met at the, uh, what's it called? Mondial? Mondial de la Bière. Yes, sir. So, you know, How was, sweet is that? That's amazing. Isn't that cool? And and that was Patty's idea. And Patty, to, to be transparent, is like a personal friend. Like, it's a me and Tiff text her. We have a group chat, and like we text her regularly, and she's a friend. Also, that's like, the only reason they're on this list. Yeah, this is completely biased. You could buy in your way to this list for sure. Like, we take PayPal, <laughs> Interact e-transfer, you know, whatever. Hugs. Yeah, like... <laughs> Last year, they were on our Breweries to Watch uh, list. They did a fantastic collab with Emily Lapetit-Pierre, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like Chromatica, love yeah. that beer, nice Kavir kind of pale ale. Um, everything they mm-hmm. did, they've, they've taken the brand. They're branding some of the greatest in the country, hands the best. down. It's just so iconic. It's absolutely beautiful. Two uh, by POC, female, like ownership, running the fucking show. They're powerful individuals. I don't know. I just love them so much, and uh, I'm so proud of them. When we, we first time I saw you in fucking forever, Matt, we went to the uh, the, the launch, yeah. their one year anniversary, which was beautiful. Was and that was the launch of uh, Montreal, and I don't know it was just so, I was just so proud of them. I was like, man, you know, look what you did, man, you motherfuckers! Like, you came through. You had all of these headaches to get the place, and you just made it happen. And you're beautiful humans, and you deserve all the success in the world. So, congrats to them, man. Noah. Yeah, and the only thing I was gonna say, uh, well. You you guys know them a lot better than me. I, I know them online. I've had nothing but the most positive experiences with everyone who's worked there. They just seem like the loveliest people. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance to really personally get to know them, but I'm sure that'll change in time. You will. Um, what, yet like I think you both have touched on here and many times before, like uh, the, the transition out of Oshlag. I, I feel like every brewery that leaves that fucking place is like does well for themselves and makes far better beer so not that their beer was bad but um it's uh it's it's on another level now that they have their own facility and they're doing things the way they want to do um but what i was going to suggest to you matt is is i love the idea of the releasing those two 
Vox and hops and Vox and over hops at the same. But no, you got to do better. Four, pale ale version, IPA, double IPA, triple IPA. Okay, the four pack of humans. I or whatever. It. Okay. I don't know. You can call yeah, it something. I like it. I like it. A good idea. Writing it down. Um, <laughs> Honestly, write it down. Someone else that that stepped out of a schlag and uh, has done really well for themselves and are now even contract brewing other breweries. Take it, Noah. Avantgarde, who uh, like that is the perfect segue because they were brewing out of a schlag as well. Um, and then they bought themselves this beautiful facility in Ashlega Mezenev. Like Same building. Say, two years ago? <laughs> I think you're, you're correct with that. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, I went for the first time like a week and a half ago, and then I went again last week. And um, Renault and Sean are the co-owners. I don't know if they have any other partners or if it's just those two. But anyway... If they do have partners, they're silent or something. Because yeah, um, and Renault is 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 both of them are beautiful people. And like I went and I spent the entire night with him. Like he just took the whole night off from his kids, and we just he he just like treated me like royalty from like four to midnight. Um, so that's why they're on this list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a big fan. Uh, since they contacted me a few years ago and like I finally got to try all like the barrel age stuff they were working on and so their barrel program is great I feel like I mesh with their uh, their their like you know how some people have certain palettes that um, are just different than other people I feel like I I dig what they dig kind of thing like I had this Baltic Porter on top um, that was like an 8.5% stout. You know how, Craig, we talk about that sweet spot where like something's not too light, not too heavy. I feel like their Baltic Order just like nailed that. It was like 7.5 or 8%. Mm. Just, oh, you had it? Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that was but he gave killer. me the, um, it was a they, can from a while ago, but it, I think it was the same beer. Okay. seven ish yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a crazy pizza oven and make these fantastic pizzas. They have good food. I had their like risotto and that was really on point. I got to pull nails in their barrel room and I got to try like all different vintages of what's going on in their, in their, in their barrels. And that was a really fun experience and seeing like how meticulous they are and finding the right combination and blending and all that. Um, just, it was just a lot of fun. It was like being like a kid in a candy store and, um, everything they do, like they're not known for their haze, um, but what they do do is fine. But when I go there, I'm mostly excited about what's going on in their barrel room because they do a lot of barrel aging. Like they mm-hmm. they had a 14.5 percent barrel uh, rum barrel aged imperial stout that is just like decadent. It's like a Bourbon County kind of feel. Like it's so dense and uh, lovely. Um, but they don't really do smoothies. They don't do pastries. They're they're not traditionalists, but they're not chasing those trends either, good or bad. That's just who they are. Maddie. I, uh, the reason why they're on the list for me is definitely their barrel aging program. Uh, very complex, uh, very wild at moments. Um, definitely very exciting in that aspect, and it's refreshing to not go there for haze. I haven't been there, per se, to the tap room, but I have enjoyed a bunch of their beers and cans, and we were 
lucky to get our hands on a bunch of their bottles uh, right before we did last year's stuff, but I enjoyed them basically in True. early 2021. True. And it was some of the best beer that I drank all year. So so they deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. I got to get out there. I got to go hang out with them. They're not that far from me. So the reason why they're on the list for me is that they're, they're the most exciting barreled beers in Quebec, hands down for me. I, I think that they're just super drinkable, yet super... Um, wild and funky at moments and that excites me uh another thing that i love is that they they have a bunch of like sort of like beers that they are distributing that i can get access to very easily and they're extremely solid they dropped a new west coast recently that was super crushable amazing just exactly what i want exactly and and then they they are messing around with the haze with with all making fun of of instagram people and taking pictures of themselves like they sort of you can tell that that they have a sense of humor and they're putting that into their marketing and their branding and i enjoy that when it comes to this brewery for sure yeah well said um i i want to echo both of the that sort of sentiments there like every time i've hung out with them whether it's for podcasts or uh you know popping into the brewery like sean and renault are just fucking gentlemen like i feel like i've had the most fun podcasts with them like when i was doing them in person like the first time wasn't that did, one of your first like main kind of Quebec or at least the first one you did in Quebec that um, kind of like sparked people's interest in you in Quebec in general because I remember that being the one that like because I didn't know you super well back then but that was the one that like I ended up watching that I was like because weren't you like pulling nails into your mouth or something that's that was what, fucking hilarious and that was like this is when sean was the he worked at oshlag right so that's why he was able to brew his own beers because he worked at oshlag so he's kind of got this bias where he's always brewed avant-garde beers and it was yep. uh you know it, it just made sense and that that's exactly it we were pulling that uh, you know barley uh, cognac barrel aged barley wine pulling the nails out uh like drink you know from directly from it on camera and then the last time we did one at their brewery like i actually helped them set up the new brewery because we were, i went through a few times to pick up the beer or to whatever the fuck it was for just to check it out and you know help them set up tables and and the last time we were there sean was like smashing glasses on the podcast like he's he's just so funny man like the last one we did like he's the funniest fucking dude ever so like they're just lovely people. Anyway, that's, you know, once again, that's how they get on there. They, you know, they slipped us some uh, interacting transfer. But the beers themselves, I think Matt is right. I love their barrel aged stuff. Um, stouts, their, their, um, Crispies are good too. Crispies are A1. Jet Set is a classic. And they use Jet Set in a lot of their, uh, you know, barrel aged sours and stuff as like a blend. Well, and one thing to mention, obviously, as well is, is that now they're doing contract brewing for, I think it's Lager, amazing. Um, I think it's so damn Lager cool. Brow who I just and was on the podcast with Craig a couple of days ago. Epon um, and Lupulent, they have three, it's true. So they're doing some great stuff. Either way, the tap room is one of the most inviting. I haven't been there since they did the pizzas. I haven't been anywhere for a while, unfortunately for me, but the pizzas, like I heard incredible things. And the tap room is just one of the great. coolest in Montreal. I always, always send people there. They're one of the other ones. Um, actually, almost every brewery on this list, I send people to when I can. So, yeah, man, nothing more else to say. Those guys are fucking champions. Uh, beers are amazing. So cheers to Avant-Garde. Next up, yes, this is a, like, obviously, you know, believe it or not, Crispies are my favorite style. I would take them over anything. Um, Get the fuck out of here. I know. People don't believe me. Uh, this brewery <laughs> opened last year, and I still haven't been to the brewery, but I've had a, most, basically most of their stuff because they're not, like, pumping things out. Um, mm-hmm. 
Brasserie Silo in Ahunsic. They have really been doing some interesting stuff. So the owner is uh, JP. I've known him since he had La Circa Cell. We did the podcast. I always thought he was a really quirky, interesting guy. Uh, he was so dry. His, his English is solid but not phenomenal. So, you know, when people are starting to speak a second language, they're unintentionally funny. He was he used to always just crack me up. And then as I've got to know him more, I feel like I've got to appreciate the quirks that make him the brewer that he is. And he's really taken this this you know side project with uh, Silo. He actually also owns Bira, which is a beer bar slash brewery in uh, Little Italy. And um, obviously he does it all, a little bit different styles. And I just, I don't know, man, I, I really like him. He came by the other day to drop some stuff off. And uh, every time I really enjoy talking with him, he's really thoughtful. He's really analytical. He really brings that to the style of beers that he does. You know, making uh, crispy beers in the, this day and age, you really got to, you know, he did the the, the um, pilgrimage oh, to uh, Czech Republic. Pilgrimage, yeah. And, um, you know, he came back and he's super inspired and he's got the multiple Lucas there for the slow pause. And he's just doing everything, even these low ABV stuff, like 2.9% so Czech pills. Just money. Uh, and- the, the, they're, they're, they're fantastic. Like, I I, I hate session IPAs. Like, I, I just can't do Same. them. Um, but those, like, the those super low ABV loggers he did or like grisettes and stuff like that I think can work at that low but like those beers were good I would drink so them good. easily some of the best crispies in the city all I have to say some of the best crispies in the city like no bullshit the vast majority when people come to Montreal I'm sending them to Brewski I'm looking at the list sending them to Masorum I send them to Avant-Garde and Silo every time oh, those four hundred yeah. 100% if it's Montreal otherwise if it's a little extra I'll send them to Overhop and stuff I'm, and the next I almost said it but the next brewery actually sent them to there too so I just really feel like no one is touching what Silo is doing with Crispies a lot of people come in close but there's a dedication to the crispies that I respect that he's really put down not to mention they do some he does some fantastic IPAs there he's just linking yeah. when like you know they're doing some box and they're doing this west coast stuff and I just I'm really proud of him I think the branding's A1 I'm really excited to check out the spot um, but yeah man some of the best beers in uh, in the city I went a couple of I don't know maybe like a month ago um, on a Saturday night and we were me and my date were the only two in the entire place. It was it was so shitty. I, I think the location that they have is super challenging because that's what he said. The beers are fucking phenomenal and the space is gorgeous. It you feel like you're I don't know, like in this like hip but not um pretentious <laughs> hip. And also like very green, like everything's like a light wood and it, like almost like an Ikea or something. And like these plants that are like growing down and it's like super nice. Um, and they have four lucre taps. And for those who don't know what that is, I mean, I'm not going to explain it well, but essentially it's, it's, it, it's a, a tap that creates, um, a nicer head on a lager and makes it a creamier beer and it has to do with how how it pours and and more or less nothing more than that like it's it's the way that the beer is coming out of the tap and how it like the timing of it and the the, the pressure and all that so it, it's not like um when you when you have a guinness there's nitrogen in it and that's what gives the head it that like literally creamy it almost looks like whipped cream um, you get a little bit of that from a lukewarm, 
um, but it's not like adding anything. Um, but it makes it taste, I don't know, just creamy and, and delicious. Um, yeah, and I got that smoked beer and the pock that you did too, Craig. I'm excited to crack to those. Um, and yeah, uh, had their oat pale ale, which was like their version of like a New England thing. But it was, was solid because like yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was trying to be the contemporary double dry hop thing. It was mm. softer. It was, it was dry. It was dry and a bit more bitter. There was like a like a like a hop resinous thing going. Um, it was just it was a great it was a great beer. It didn't really fit in a specific category. I guess it was kind of its own thing, and that's cool. Um, but yeah, their lagers are where they shine um and yeah i i enjoy everything they do i completely agree with you the the location is a challenge uh opening right in the middle of a pandemic has been difficult um the branding i i think that they had they i don't get the white can thing i enjoy the they they dropped three of with like these pixelated pictures i enjoyed those a little bit better because they felt a little bit more black metal. But uh, I definitely think that had they reimagined their branding in a pandemic, it might have done them a little bit better. But that's just one aspect of this. The the room that is beautiful. I know that once people start going there, they're going to keep going there, whether it's in North of Chabanel or not. Um, the most important thing is though, that Jean-Philippe makes beer for himself. He absolutely loves beer. You can tell that he loves beer. He loves good beer, and he does not fucking care what hype is. He makes beer for himself, and he is succeeding at that because the beers are just freaking phenomenal. And anytime I see them, I pick them up, and anytime I'm anywhere close, I stop in, and he knows this if he's watching right now. I send him a message, and I say, I'm, I'm in the area. I'm coming. And I drop in, and whether I got the kids in the stroller and they're running around out front or not, he always takes time to come say hi to me. So love Silo, and they—that's really nice. Absolutely deserve to be on this list because they're doing amazing things. I'm excited to see where 2022 goes with them. I know we need to wrap up, um, but I just want to quickly say that I actually agree with you on the branding. I actually really like this the the the, the simplicity of it. And for those who don't know it, it's for the longest time it was like a, an entire white can, and like there was usually on. like a ladder on a it ladder. and then at the bottom of the ladder there would be a little image whether it's like, like a, kid a cow playing with his dad or a cow or a whatever but i don't think it was memorable enough to actually remember what each beer is so like if in a in this day and age and social media and when you walk into a store and you're inundated with like five thousand cans um I can point out really quickly that that silo, which is good because that's a whole other problem with other breweries whose branding is all over the fucking place. So you never know if it's their beer or whose beer it is. So it was always obvious that it was silo. But I think the problem, to your point, is that like I wouldn't know if they were dropping a new beer because it's just another beer with a ladder on it. Whereas in now they've moved on to like the white can but then with this like really kind of cool little doodle on the front so at least then it's like sticking with that simplicity but it's allowing you to walk in and be like i don't recognize that doodle what's is what's this Mm. doppelbock or something you know or whatever like it's it's keeping with what they do but i think it works better yeah definitely agree love it fantastic last one maddie this was on you oh my neighbors uh i was so excited when I found out that there was a brewery 
coming within seven minutes walk from my house. Nice. Uh, I was actually their first paying customer. And oh, that's because up. not... No, I didn't. That's the issue. I didn't understand what was happening. I walked in. I was out walking with the kids, and I knew that they were opening that day, and I just showed up at 10 in the morning and walked inside and talked to them and gave them. I had dropped like three or four collabs in the same week, and I gave them like a four-pack of my collabs I dropped that week as like a, here's like a present to you. Uh, Have a great first day. And I was like, I want to buy beer. I want to support you. So they had to start up their cash register. <laughs> for I didn't understand that they weren't open yet. So I was their first paying customer. Of course, I'm talking just about not Melon. Melon. Uh, yeah, it's Melon Barasuri. Melon. Just, just, uh, the, um, straight up, first thing I have to say, um, they opened in what? May? Um, May April? this year. Uh, it was May, I believe. Just before the summer. So goddamn young to, and they hit our top ten already. Uh, number one, branding. The branding. Yeah, branding. The, it's it's so goddamn sleek and sexy. Um, hitting all of those Masorum notes, yet having their own identity. Uh, just amazing. Uh, typically, they are a lager place. Like they love lagers, but they give us a stout. And I pushed for us to drink a stout uh, to have a porter, more balanced. It's a porter. It's a porter. This is a porter. Sorry. So so the, we're drinking a porter last, and I thought it'd be cool to present like a more varied array of beers throughout the night. So they do typically make lagers, and that's basically what their mantra is. But this is why we're drinking their porter instead of a lager tonight. Uh, I'll let uh, someone else take up the, and then I will pick up afterwards. I love it. Um, I uh, connected with them through you, Maddie, like, fortunately, so thank you for that plug. I uh, Also, my barber happens to be down the street from them. So when they were opening, I just kind of walked by one day. I'd spoken to them on Instagram and just came in and ended up chatting with the boys, uh, David and Alex, for, for a while. And I came back like two or three times even before they opened once with you and just hung out. I'm just like, man, you guys are cool as fuck. And this is before trying a sip of their beer. And before they opened, they'd happened to have canned. Thank you, babe. And uh, they linked you and me with a, with a few cans of that stuff. And they showed us all of the uh, – I think you might have left, but he walked me through all of their branding. And, like, every single element on the can he had an explanation for, everything. And mm-hmm. that was for every beer. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Their photos are phenomenal. Social media is A1. The, 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 they did everything in the bar themselves with their family and stuff, you know, even um, – Alex's brother David as well is is super he's like an investor he was super involved he's all there being super cool and shit like I just really I think I was the first podcast for them to be on as well I was trying to always land that I missed out on Lagerbrow because PR beat me to it but it's okay if it was, if it was you or PR who beat me it's all good if it was anybody else we're fucking from um, but yeah, yeah man the, like, the, those are on the only legit podcasters level. there's only three in Ooh. canada that's it none other ones matter Bam. so you know uh you know the these guys are just wonderful human beings their beer is phenomenal uh, i haven't been out that way for such a, i haven't even spoken to them in a minute because i haven't even been anywhere near like rosemont in uh, since the start of summer since probably like june so uh, i haven't I gone, gone there today i was right up, i was right there Fuck, could have. Not a thing about. Uh, well, we're fortunate to, to you know to have this, but yes, and Matt, you make a great point. They uh, you know only opened in May. Already, they're on our top list. They were in all of our lists, I believe. 
And um, I just, I've just been really impressed with everything top to bottom with them. I just think they're wonderful people. Uh, beers are phenomenal. It's just everything is well-deserved. If you haven't been there, I would highly recommend it. And they are, once again, the other brewery I always put on my list. Like, if you're in Montreal and you want to go see something, fucking go check them out. And you can go pop up to La Canette. And they're in a great new area, exciting new area for beer up in Rosemontville Ray. Um, you know, near um, Il de Garde and Harakana and Bira. Like, it's a, you know, it's a great time. It's a great place. Uncle Forrest. Yeah, I mean, I, to be to be honest, they weren't on my list, and it wasn't because I don't like them, but it was because I think this is actually the first can I've ever had of theirs. I, uh-huh. I went um, for your birthday, Matt, and I had a bunch of stuff on tap that night, which was all very good. And I had the the their original beer, which I actually loved. It was a... Um, the rye PA. Oh, yeah, the rye PA. There's no woman, no rye. No, it was a uh, dry hop logger or no like a an ipl um, oh that was the collab so with uh avant-garde yeah avant-garde it was avant-garde um but it was exactly so it was like i guess it was more like an avant-garde beer or whatever but um they had their branding on it and i fucking loved it and i enjoyed everything i had that night as well and their branding is great and what what i think what i like about it is again like not having had a ton of their stuff but what i do like about it is they seem to have like a vision of what they want to do and it's not necessarily crystal clear but it's like something on the loggers slash hop side but the hops they want to do when i say hops i mean ipas i guess yeah. like the ipas that they want to do are more they're not quite west coast they're definitely not new england they're more like aromatic drinkable ipas sort of um, and I think they they have, they want to start specializing in like saisons and easy drinking sours or like sour saisons and stuff like that. Because I yeah, think they, they had a, they got two a saison and a sour saison when we were there. So like, it's kind of neat to see a brewery just kind of like go down like um their own avenue as opposed to someone who's like only doing this or doing everything. Right? This is like, I don't know. It's kind of like. It's like their own version of, of a restaurant, you know, when you go to like a bistro and this bistro just like does their own thing or whatever and in a like a different kind of way. So yeah, anyway, all this all this to say, um I'm interested to see where they go and how they'll succeed or, or whatever. Absolutely. They have like a, a slogan called Bial de Swaf, which is easy drinking beers. And that's what their mantra is. They want to make beers that you can drink lots of them of uh, easily, smoothly. Uh, most of the ABVs tend to be lower. Yeah. I'm very impressed with my neighbors. This is fine. Uh, the, yeah. the, it's, it's phenomenal. 5%. Uh, the aromatics are really there. The coffee, the coconut. Oh, it's huge. Really picked, hit both of them i just think i think i think they're sexy uh they've really hit the hype uh ideas i think that they have their own identity uh the place is really cool uh they've like done a bunch of really innovative like events already where they like you 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 like a logger event when they invited ildegard and harry canna and masorum to come bring in kegs and they had like like fresh pretzels that they're really creative in a way to bring people to their their very young brewery and i i just can't love them enough and i'm excited to see where they take all this yeah well said bro 
Um, I, I think that basically rounds out the top 10 of our uh, top 10 breweries in Quebec for 2021. Now, of course, as we said, not all of our lists aligned. So we definitely have some honorable mentions because it's pretty, you know, it's not an easy task, to be honest, to list the top 10 best breweries this year compared to the last two years. It was the closest it's been as far as the um, the breweries that we had the same. So that was pretty impressive to, as Manny sort of pointed out at the beginning, like, you know. Yeah. It's a so let me time. tell you exactly how many we had. I think we had six that, that were, were identical that all three of us put. And then we had uh, about two to three that two of us put, yes. and only about the in all, between three of us there was four that only one that were only there one time. So I imagine each of us have some other breweries that we like to. Which is, look, honestly, it was it was significantly less than that. That's you know, I think that speaks to the quality. Matt, you mentioned it earlier, or maybe it was Noah. Uh, someone said that um, you know, moving into this uh, you know uh, new world that we're in breweries had no chance but to step the fuck up and people had to support local because they couldn't get stuff from Vermont and New York and blah 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 anymore so you know what we have in our backyard is just impeccable and it was already on the way up and uh, I feel like they really you know stepped up and then some and I mean I, I, I say it all the time I don't know if I said this last year but Quebec is hands down the best province for craft beer in Canada um, there are some very close ones but Quebec is the best. I really, really, genuinely believe that, and I Cheers didn't believe the that. that man. Hey, man! Cheers to fucking Quebec, man! We're very fortunate. You know, we're fortunate that we have access to this type of stuff, mm-hmm. this type of stuff year round. You know, and I haven't really had much of a need to to get stuff from the states. I've only done it once in the last year and a half, and it's uh, you know, I've got everything I need here. So, with that said, do we all have who's our honorable mentions? Whoever wants to go first. Go for it. You, you go first. I got yeah. I got two. The one that no one else had on their list was uh, a brewery that's very close to my heart that I actually met Noah Forrest at this brewery in 2017 at L'Espace Public. Uh, do you oh, remember yeah. Noah? We met with uh, Remy and Max back when they were the Wild Yeah, because they were releasing that killer. G- the Grand IPA, Guignol. Like- it was the only uh, New England IPA <laughs> I was just discovering. It was January. It was fucking brick out. And I took killer. our neighbor down there in ice cold it was so cold you could barely walk from the uber to the front door it was fucking insane and i drank them out and then you guys came and it was remy and uh max's collab and they only got like half a pint because they came too late and yeah i, had, I didn't like, even three. i got to get a sip of it that was it i had like three pints up there fuck it was beautiful so let's mm-hmm. i did uh two collabs with let's this year obviously our annual beat of a the uh you know um cream so cool sour in the summer and we just dropped like last month we dropped a, uh, a blueberry guava passion fruit version that's a little higher ABV um, it's money Matt if you didn't get it I have some for you um, it's fantastic I just love what they're doing I've been to the brewery they, 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 got, they have a, a second brewery now not just the brew pub they've been stepping it up out there they've got a beautiful tap room in this real private courtyard at the back um, they've done a, you know just a, t- tasting the stuff what they have on tap there is just I'm just really proud of him, man. I'm really happy. Simon is another individual here who obviously paid us because he's a good friend of mine. Uh, oh, no, he didn't make it. See, you can't pay enough. <laughs> even if you're the homie, you don't make it. You get honorable mentions. But, yeah, no, Simon, I just love him. I think he's just the salt of the earth, one of my favorite humans in uh, in beer in Quebec, and I love what he's doing. So I really think Les Bars is stepping it up. They're just really trying new things because they have the space and the capacity to do it finally. So proud of Les Bars. The other brewery that I love that I only recently discovered was Toltec out in uh, Boucherville. 
just outside of Montreal. I, that was supposed to be on the podcast. We changed the date three times, so we just pushed it to January because it kept uh, they're just too busy. Uh, I picked up some beer from them a couple of weeks ago on the way to Prince Edward County, so I've been just documenting those and I'll just promote them. Uh, they were for the podcast, but the beers I've had were phenomenal. Um, you know, the guys are super cool. The place is beautiful. It kind of reminds me of a cross between maybe Silo, from what I've seen at least, and like a mus- like the and melon actually, like the new you know wood and and plants and open ceilings and um, you know they're really known mostly for their uh, their haze and their uh, smoothies. Um, I really think, I guess they would be, you know, a, lot, a sort of late addition for my list for this year. They didn't quite, because I only had three or four different beers from them. So they were close, but I really, I guess we're going to talk about ones to watch, but they're going to be moving across to that for me as well for 2022. Um, there, there's a couple that uh, I, won't, I won't go too crazy. Uh, how about you guys? Who you got, Maddie? Uh, I have to give the one that was on my list that didn't make the list for everyone else was Sir John Brewing. Um, I think they're still doing really cool stuff. You know, the, those green IPAs are, are still sexy as fuck. Um, they, they, their branding is incredible. Uh, A1. Just some of the best branding out there. The big transition into their new uh, brewing facility happened this year. Uh, I'm excited to see where that goes into 2022. But uh, they make killer beers. The, their haze is amazing. Uh, they make killer stouts. Uh, the, they like to fuck with lactose and fruit. The other brewery that uh, I have to include because I love them to death um, is Le Fermentor, uh, Quebec's most metal brewery that's distributing. Uh, I love them to death. Uh, they really make killer beers they are a very uh, smart brewery they have been building themselves up step by step without over investing and i think that's very commendable uh they have transitioned from bottles into cans this year and that was a huge huge step for them and it's crazy because they the fermenters they have they they re-ferment in their bottles and now they've figured out how to do that in cans and that's crazy so Excited to see where that goes. Uh, they started their barrel aging program uh, late last year and has developed over this year. And some of the bourbon stuff they've been doing is very exciting. And the, the wine barrels. So La Felle love them to death. And they're just the best humans to party with ever. Noah. Love it. <laughs> I like it. Um, one that uh, we didn't talk about, but it, just, it came to me earlier, is um, Amerabois. So I don't know. So during the pandemic, they had to force, like, it forced them to start canning. Um, but it's like been this lovely kind of silver lining because their loggers are um, spectacular. Have you had anything, Craig? Or, or not Matt? a single thing, dude. I love them so much. Every time I go to Turbo House, I leave and I stop at Amagabal and I come home. Nice. Every single time. I, I can't. You need to. They're the OGs of, of Krispies in Quebec. Okay. I need to. Oh, for sure. One of the OGs of, of beer in general, I, I'd say, right? 25 year anniversary this year. Yeah. But yeah, look for them, Craig. Like it was one of those brew pubs that would never distribute, but kind of. They had to, right? COVID made it happen. And then. So they have this like cute branding. I like it. It's simple. It get it, it's simple. It's very beer. Like I, I don't know how to say it. You know what I mean? Like it. It looks like beer uh, on the branding. Like um, and yeah, just like salt. Really salt. Like one of the best Czech pills in the province. Um, 
And yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Uh, so that was um, one. Another one is Lagerbrow, which Craig and I interviewed Alex and Jason a couple of days ago, and that should be released in seven days from now. Christmas Eve, motherfuckers. Christmas Eve, you'll have a Lagerbrow in your face. Put your family aside. Um, ignore your children. <laughs> Watch <laughs> a Lagerbrow. Crack a Lagerbrow and fuck the cookies and milk. Not literally. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, so, yeah, Lagerbrow is uh, contract brewing out of avant garde. And as we talked about before, they brew great beer and they concentrate mainly almost, no, 100% exclusively on lagers. And I'm sure they'll like push some limits a little bit down the line. But for now, they're, they're, they're keeping it simple and they have a lager beer and a pilsner. And those will be their two kind of main. Um, core items and then they're also working on a third one as well and then down the line who knows and in time probably have their own independent thing but for now they are contracting and they seem to be enjoying it and lastly if, if I may just have one more just because I can't go through a year I mean I, I'd have many more like I could talk about Robin fucking Robin they, what? that's an impressive read but anyway um, I want to talk about Jirtsiel because it's fucking Jirtsiel and I think they don't end up on these lists um, not to fault of their own but maybe ours because like they're you know they don't have this huge lineup of brand new shit or whatever you know like but they're still consistently doing um, spectacular stuff um, you know and just I feel like it's for me it's like one of those moments of like oh what a what a time to be alive where I, I got to go online um, and not have to like show up at a certain hour. And I ordered myself a 2-4 of Peche bourbon. Whereas in four years ago, it was like there was 500 bottles available and like a thousand people online. You know, yeah. and now I'm like, do, 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 do. I just type in, I pay for it. I like, um, so like it just, the, the mere fact that I can get it and like a Sekinicho Pino, which is like one of my all-time favorites of all time, um, to be able to get it really easily uh, is 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 lovely. They just opened up, uh, they just renovated and opened up a new tap tap room in Saint Jerome, and I went to go there last week, and it was beautiful. Got to have like four different versions of Peche on tap. They had like a um, American whiskey. Uh, peated version of Peche. They had like a 2018 version of Peche and then a fresh version. And I'm sorry, but that's just fucking heaven. So anyway, I have to... I can't not... I think this is the first time I've ever not had them on my top list, but I like our collaborative thing where... It's compromise. Doesn't... Compromise. <laughs> so... I still love if they don't... Well, they deserve to be on everyone's list because they've got the greatest coffee stand in the, in the country, if not the continent. Everyone's trying to just make that. Everyone's trying to make that. So, like, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like it's too easy. It almost seems lazy to say BBCL. I think that's what it comes down to because it's so obvious that they're just fucking money all the time and they've never been shit a day or average a day in their life. So, you know, they're, they're incredible. And they dropped to New England this year. They did. They did indeed. I don't think I had Yeah, they don't seem to nail those, I'll say. <laughs> well... But maybe this year they did. I don't know. I respect that. It was okay. I, know. I was at the bar. I was like, 
<laughs> I'm going to have nine different pesh. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know. So then, do we want to and add... And then I'll stop at Missouri on the way home. I would continue <laughs> with uh, breweries that we think will pierce and make the 10 next, next year. Next year. Let's pick one each. Let's make, let's let's constrict ourselves. Um, I'm on the left of the screen, so I guess I'll go first. I, I think Toltec will be will be shining through based on obviously you look at this list. It's very you know Overhaul, Masora, Brewski, Sankian, Brass Regenerate, Black Canada, Kanawaki. The vast majority of these breweries are Hayes Gods. Uh, I think Toltec are about to be initiated into that you know upper echelon. Um, they haven't been around that long. They're actually just a year, actually. So they started last year. I only got to try them, like I said, in the last few weeks. So from what I've had, very impressed. I feel like they're only going to get better. Uh, you know, I really hope to see them in the in that next year, in this top 10. I agree. I've only actually had their collabs. But the collab they did for uh, the IPA podcast, PA's podcast with Brewski, was the best IP I've ever had from Bruce really? so right. just just to say that just to say that for myself uh, the Dark Lords uh, Borregal mm. I feel like they're really tapping into something yeah. recently um, they're doing these crazy releases they're like really cool. playing with the hype game I feel like and here's me just being difficult again um, their branding needs a little bit more of something they definitely have an identity but I don't find it exexing. I don't find it exexing. exactly I don't find it exexing. it's not exciting it's not sexy it's not exexing. <laughs> and that's it but but the beer is is killer they're, they're messing around they now have they have the distillery license so they're doing these like 20 percent beers which no one else can do cedric is crazy he's gonna keep pushing for this um i'm excited for them I, I i want to see what they're gonna do next year i know it's gonna be crazy love it first exacting Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so many exciting breweries out there. I decide which one. Uh, honestly, I find this question hard. It is and I know we kind of talked about it beforehand, but I, I don't have an answer. Okay. Um, and there probably is one that, like, I'm just not thinking of. I, I mean, they've been on Imagine. my list before, um, but I don't think they were on our list last year. Uh, I know what you and I'm. I, I, I'm curious what's going to happen with their f- new facility, but that's um, Cat or uh, Four Origin. Ooh, okay. um, so yeah, they they're opening up. A, they just opened up a huge facility in Dorval, and I feel like the West Island in general. It's kind of like an interesting place to open a brewery like of that magnitude. I'm curious if the taproom experience will translate into my homeland, my ex homeland. Cause it's like one of those things where like you hate where you grew up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, the people in West Island are weird, so it'll be interesting to see what their success looks like. Like, but I've always <laughs> been a fan of, of what Mike does. I've always been um, I, I love Keegan and the the whole team, and now Mike Beerbrit Montreal is their sales rep. Um, Brand ambassador, really thank cool. you very much. Brand ambassador, uh. <laughs> I don't know like, like kind of what I was talking about with Melon where um, it, it seems that they have this like interesting kind of like avenue I find 
Four Origins has that a little bit too. Maybe a little bit less like cool and more like there's a certain touch that they put into everything. Like whether it's Mike's obsession with tea, which he needs to calm the fuck down on. Or pumpkin. Um, But that's also kind of what makes them who they are. Uh, So yeah, anyway, I'm excited to see... And I know he wants to get a bunch of barrels and stuff, so well, who knows? I think um, like, they might crawl back up. I think you might be right. Nightmare, their pumpkin uh, porter, is one of the greatest yeah, pumpkin beers I've good. ever had of all time. Best pumpkin beers. It really and is. Their West Coast, their new one, it was West by Southwest, yeah. but West by Sudwest. Fucking A1, 6% West Coast IPA. It was glorious. I was so impressed with that beer. And I'm really excited because I know I spoke to Keegan recently and Mike actually was talking about the other day. And what they're doing out there, I think that what they're trying to do, what they're aiming to do is going to be very interesting next year. And hopefully it'll, uh, you know, like you said, they're not trying to be the cool kids, but I think they're going to start to do some things. What they do well, like they fucking just nail it. They don't always hit the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do, it's, it's it's glorious. So I think they're definitely one to watch now that they've got this increased capacity and more you know room for flexibility. They never brew something badly. They just may not always choose to brew the things that the three of us would be excited about. Yeah. Maybe I, sometimes yes, sometimes no for me. Yeah. Um, but kind of like Saint-Quentin Baron, which we talked about or, earlier, I feel like everything that Forge does is is good. Um, and that's kind of important to mention. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious about this new facility. Is it going to give them freedom to create new things and to play? And that, that would excite me. But if they're just doing it to pump out more beer to grocery mm. stores, I would be disappointed about that. But if, if they're doing it to be creative and to try new things, then I'm excited for them for next year. But if it's just to pump out beer to grocery stores... I don't know, but I, I like them. They're wonderful humans. I, I, I'm just being honest for myself there. Probably do the both, and their, their brew pub will probably be the hub, the, the hub of the creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think as long as Mike's there, he, he's he's too in love with brewing to make it solely about a business. Um, but he's also very um, pragmatic and... Um, motivated and like like when when i fucking met him he was in his early 20s but i felt like i was taught hanging out with a 40 year old like you know what i mean he looks mm-hmm. he's it's like what, 30 something and he looks 12 um but since he was 12 he's talked like he was 40 so maddie introduce yeah. introduce the next one this is the big thing this is it we've we, we've never done this before we were always playing too nice and I wasn't sure that we would always agree before, but I knew that we would this year, so I pitched you guys this. We're doing an award this year. We've decided that we're going to pick, and I don't know if we'll continue with this next year, but we probably should. Uh, we're giving an award, the Best Brewery Award of 2021. Um, it was hard not to talk too much about them when we went through it <laughs> before, but uh, as many of you could have guessed, uh, I don't know if you did guess, but... Uh, Drum roll, please. Um, who is the top brewery? Go for it, Craig. I was going to say the background right here gives it a little bit away. The good lords of Sankey and Baron are our mm-hmm. brewery of the year. Wait, 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 wait. We need this. Absolutely. Well deserved. 
this brewery, we had to hold back a little bit earlier so we could just talk about them now. I know we've gone on much longer than we said, but this uh, this brewery, these people are just phenomenal. I don't know if you guys want to, want to touch on it, but just the fact that they were the third best brewery in the world by rate beer in 2020 and they only opened in May last year. Um, you know, they've continued that run. Everything they do is just exceptional. And the branding that Jacob is just uh, dominating with every single release from their, like, just like you said earlier, like every stream, they just kill it. It doesn't matter what it is. There's never even like, oh, that was okay. Like, I think I've said that about Sticky Ambia. Uh, it's just, yeah. they're going from strength to strength. And I feel like in that sense, it's almost they're underrated. I don't know if they really are underrated, but I almost feel like, I don't think people know just how good they are. Nobody knows how fucking good they are. Hmm. I don't think people understand. I don't think that the lineups are happening for the releases. I don't think, I, I don't think that the beer geeks comprehend how freaking good they are. But now they do. Speak oh, um, what I was going to say is, I, I think part of it, like you were mentioning before when I was talking about Masorum versus um, Kanawake, and it's a uh, location too, right? Like they're they're like I've been there three or four times now, but it's a trek and a half to get there. Even if you live in like Ottawa, it's a bit of a trek because you have to go over the bridge and then you just go all the way to Old Gatineau, and it's beautiful. And like it's, I'm not saying this to say this. It is totally worth the trip. Just it's beautiful there, like especially you know when the weather is better and you can sit on the terrace with the the greenery and. It's like a, it look. It looks like Point Claire Village, or like a little bit. I'm not gonna say the old port because old port's so urban, but like it's very quaint and quaint almost like you're in Charlottetown and Prince Edward Island or something like that. It's really beautiful, and then you have that uh, obviously full array of of beers on tap. That you know, and we touched on this before, but they managed to. I don't know, capture a style in a way that makes it exciting for me without augmenting it in some kind of extreme way to make it exciting. Mm. So, like, the porters are a little velvetier. The, I don't know, the loggers are, are great. Um, the the West Coast, they, I think, are probably the most exciting thing they Easy. do and that Best no one else is doing it. Yeah, Like, their haze is really mm. good, and they do a lot of it. They do constantly do either New England style pale ales, New England style IPAs, or New England style double IPAs. Yeah. Don't think they've ever actually done a triple. Now that I think about it, but um, and like a lot of them, and they're all great. But but which is actually saying a lot because a lot of breweries, in order to be great at those things, have to more or less specialize only in those things. But I feel like. They're concentrating on a lot of other styles, but while while still keeping the New England thing really tight and um, delicious, yeah. Without going like that green kind of intensity, there's always like a roundness to it. I'm very impressed by them. Constantly, everything is like humbly fire. They're not trying to be trendy, but they do. They're trendy effortlessly. Like they, sh- but like it's almost like people don't know that it's trendy though. Like if they drank this, the hype, if the hype, real, the real hype boys get onto this, it's going to be really hard to get this shit. So I'm almost like happy that, that people aren't on it like that. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, and, and, and speaking that they have so many West Coasts, and I feel like West yeah. Coasts are going to be the big return of 2022. There will be way more breweries making West Coast IPAs, and they're not 
just doing the West Coast. They have a series of them, and they're all amazing. And and it's every style. It's it's very impressive to have a brewery be able to do that. And they're bringing it to a new level of like they're 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 using more contemporary hops, but then. Mm-hmm. So the aromatics are slightly different than they may have been a few like back in the day, but back in the day meaning like three years, four years ago. <laughs> but, um, you know, back in in the days when you had to walk seven miles to get to school, the West Coast IPAs were piney and rich. Um, but no, they're they're they still have that thing, but um, it's just a bit a bit different than than in the past and i i did a, a, a collaborative beer this year with Sahin baron so i'm obviously biased but whatever <laughs> called stoutism which was an 11 percent imperial stout with okay. barrel aged coffee and uh i loved what uh dimitri did with that beer with very little instruction on my part because you know i don't really know what i'm doing um i was able to describe kind of what i wanted and he was able to make essentially exactly what i wanted and it was perfect i i really couldn't ask of it, have asked for anything different um i wanted and i feel like it fit with them too because like i wanted i didn't you know i, I like pastry stouts whatever but um i wanted something classic and contemporary so like classic in that we're not throwing fucking adjuncts like crazy into it but contemporary in that like it's not that old school rich imperial stout it's like that i wanted that imperial stout that you can that's 11 percent, but you can drink a pint of mm. and that's basically what he did like you can pour that beer into a fucking glass like this uh and just and drink it i mean it might not be the 100% most ideal vessel, but it's not a, a, a I don't know, like a, a labor, a laborious adventure. And it, like you, you can drink that 11% beer like it's just a beer. And yes. to be able to pull that off without you feeling like, oh, like halfway through it, you're like sickly sick or whatever. Um, I, I, mean, Money. I, I can't can't say much more uh, outside of like and and Chris our good friend who works there and and Jacob who's one of the owners and Dimitri the brewer and Steven I've uh, been welcome there so many times Max who's awesome yeah he's and their champion. podcast the uh Mitage, which is also awesome and I I, was, I had a chance to be on there um I was one of the, one of the best podcast experiences I've ever had Best brewery in Quebec 2021. I'm impressed. I'm excited to see what you do in the next year. Impress us some more. Don't settle. Just keep pushing. Don't get comfortable. Keep being innovative. I'm impressed. I want to see more of the same, but better. But better. Bring it. That's all I got to say. I have belief. I have faith. So, another year in the books, guys. Uh, Starting from the right there. Noah, where can everyone find you online, sir? Uh, I am available at beerism.ca uh, on the internet or um, on Instagram as beerism.ca and um, on Facebook as beerism. I love it. I'm Uncle Matthew. Matthew. 
You can find me at voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. Um, I drop at least one episode a week, if not two, uh, where I hang out with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at voxandhops.com. V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening here on Vox and Hops and for reading on Beerism. All of the links will be in the description to Vox and Hops audio podcast and for Noah's blog on Beerism. Guys, thank you so much. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell. Boom. So you know when the new drops. Follow us on social media at Beerism Podcast. And check out the long form audio we drop every Wednesday. Well, it should be. Sometimes we fuck up. It is what it is at 8 p.m. Eastern. Guys, we will see you next year. For the top 10 breweries in Quebec, this is our new thing, and maybe we'll have a fourth. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah, baby. I think it's awesome. I'm excited. Guys, it's, honestly, <laughs> it's an honor. It's a pleasure. I love you both very much. I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad we are comrades in this weird craft beer journey. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic to do this. And look, we got to know, and I really have to give it up to you, Maddie, because you drove this. This was yes. fucking all you. This happened because of you. You made this happen. You are the most go-getting-ass, ass-hustling-ass motherfucker I know. Um, yes, you I, are. I just love seeing you win. I love working with you. You're a fucking champion. Um, let's do some BOS episodes, the three of us, soon as well. Like, just hang out and talk shit. And, I would love that. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys so much. It's an honor to be with you guys tonight. I value your input on the Quebec craft beer scene, on the world's craft beer scene very, very much. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys. This has been a blast. Um, let's uh, just uh, keep hanging out, but without people listening. And uh, let's do a cheers. Yes, indeed. Cheers, cheers, guys. Congrats again. Thank you. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, do I ever love hanging out with Noah and Craig. They're just some of my favorite beer friends that I've made on this epic journey of becoming a metal and beer podcaster. Uh, I hold them dear to my hearts. Uh, any collabs that I have in the works, I always run by them first. This was a lot of fun, and I feel like we covered a lot of ground, and I think that uh, our predictions are going to be pretty strong for next year. I'm very, very, very stoked that we got this done. It was a little bit of work to coordinate it, but it was more than well worth it. Do you agree with us? Uh, let us know. Uh, if you don't, uh, that's cool because like music, enjoying beer is a subjective thing. There's a whole experience that ties into it. And these were the breweries that we really enjoyed. So you can let us know what you enjoyed and we will respectfully check that out. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week, including all the details for any episodes, which I dropped throughout that past week if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as all the details for any cool projects that I have in the works before I announce them to the public. And you'll get the updated Thirsty Thursday links and the brand new links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself. And you will also get to see all of the amazing album reviews that the Vox and Hops album review crew have dropped that week. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. I would hate for you to miss a single thing, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a glorious night. I hope that you can join me tonight at Corona Theater at Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal. I'm just so damn excited. Uh, But if you can't, that's cool. You can also check out 
the other episode which I dropped today with my bassist Ali Pinao, where we talk about the top metal releases of 2021, and that episode is also a banger. I'll be back next week with one episode, the final episode of 2021 for Vox and Hops. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like chocolates. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzard. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.